0: Hi, welcome to this week's episode of Biz Leader. Today we are in conversation with Karen Reddington, president of the Asia-Pacific division of FedEx Express, the world's largest express transportation company. Karen has been heading the Asia-Pacific region since January 2015 and is responsible for the overall planning and implementation of corporate strategy and operations across 30 countries and territories with more than 18,000 employees. I'm your host, Leslie Montgomery.
1: And I'm Tim Trey.
0: On Biz Leader.
2: There's a lot of small medium enterprises, they have a great product or they have a great idea and the one thing they want to do is bring it global.
0: Karen is an alumni of the London School of Economics and Political Science and she has been working with FedEx since 1997. She started as the Operations Research Advisor in Hong Kong. In 2002, she was promoted to become the Managing Director of Network Planning. In 2007, she took over the role of Managing Director of Planning and Engineering. Between 2011 and 2014, she was based in Singapore and served as the Regional Vice President of FedEx Express. We sat her down to leverage her expertise and understand some of the latest trends in the market.
2: I think it goes without saying that one of the biggest trends we're seeing is the growth in e-commerce. And certainly over the next five years that e-commerce marketplace is set to grow to 3.5 trillion US dollars. So significant growth. And um, what we see as a provider of logistics and as a connector of trade, um, to get that sort of growth to take it from being a vision to reality, you're going to need some strong infrastructure development. But alongside that infrastructure development, you're going to need a regulatory environment that supports and um, encourages uh, that rapid economic growth. Well, you've got the physical infrastructure, so hard infrastructure such as um, having big sorting facilities and connectivity to those sorting facilities. So at FedEx, in 2017, we're going to expand and um, introduce our uh, uh, China hub at Pudong, which is going to be our uh, newest facility. We introduced our North Pacific uh, hub in Osaka back in the spring of 2014 and so it's continuing to invest in those big sorting facilities. Mm. Um, And then on the softer side in terms of regulations, what you really need is regulations that smooth the flow of cross-border trade. And so a good example of that is de minimis. Uh, The de minimis value is the value below which it's tax-free entry into the country. Above that um, you have to pay taxes and that requires paperwork and filings with customs and again, coming back to that small-medium business, it becomes an administrative burden and it becomes a big expense and a barrier to trade, so having infrastructure capacity and being able to have good cross-border clearance that's efficient, those two are key. Mm
1: when it comes to logistics and the biggest i mean there's a number of different ways to count this or to measure it fedex with the acquisition of tnt is ahead of ups and on par with dhl this is globally now in america's fedex owns about half of the market with ups bringing up about 30 percent, followed by dhl in europe with this recent acquisition of tnt uh, this puts fedex on equal footing with ups uh, but still behind dhl dhl being a german company and of course operating in its own home backyard in the middle east africa dhl is the leader fedex is also ahead of ups both with its acquisition with tnt that brings it up to about 20 uh, percent, with dhl owning about 50. now in asia pacific where most of the new growth is happening uh, FedEx, with this acquisition of TNT, is now well ahead of UPS, uh, but still behind DHL.
0: Yeah, so it seems they're consistently the top companies. It seems like FedEx is the king in the Americas, with DHL topping in Europe, the Middle East, Africa, and Asia Pacific. But with international logistics, it's going to involve planes and, of course, boats. But the X in FedEx stands for express, so they're probably going to be using planes. So we're looking at aviation-focused Logistic companies, which makes FedEx number one, and their expansion is making it easy for millions of people to use FedEx.
1: But I mean, we're looking at strictly from end user point of views, and the other thing to think about the e-commerce bit—it's not just the end user, the customer that's using it. It's—it's it's hundreds of thousands of small business owners, because they don't have the capacity to set up like a brick and mortar. Like a guy who sells, you know, um, rattan wicker chairs in the Philippines doesn't have the capacity to set up a brick and mortar. In the U.S. to market his stuff, he might not even have a partner or distributor, but he has a website that anyone can access and he can send the stuff to you directly. So I think this is a huge place, too. It's not just for the end user. It's also for people who own SMEs. And there's been a lot of work by these companies as of late to to really tap these markets.
0: What does SME stand
1: for? Small, medium, enterprise. We were talking about this earlier. You you mentioned that there are some incentive programs that uh, FedEx has for SMEs.
0: Yeah, so FedEx has a small business grant contest, and that provides small businesses with a chance to win um, grant money, and this will help them to expand internationally. We asked Karen what she thinks SMEs need to keep in mind to establish a successful venture.
2: Um, I would say the number one thing is, first of all, um, your ability to deliver reliably to your consumer reflects your business. So the one thing those small medium enterprises need above all is knowing that they can reliably get their product to market, that they can promise their customer, I will have it with you on Wednesday, and they have a partner that they know like FedEx that will get it there as promised um, in one piece on Wednesday. So having that assurance is extremely important. Then the second thing I would say is Cross-border e-commerce is very confusing and very difficult. Every country has different regulations, different customs regimes. So having a partner that can help you understand that becomes very important. Mm. And then finally, I think one thing that's becoming more important in this world of e-commerce is the whole returns processing. That gets very complicated. We get a very positive uh, reaction from small-medium enterprises. So I think. As I said, the way that we want small-medium enterprises to see us, and I hope they do see us as a trusted partner in being able to deliver their business and grow their business. Um, So uh, we, as well as providing tools that help them uh, grow their business, we've also recently launched a a competition that gives a grant uh, to small-medium enterprises. So we launched that in Singapore and Hong Kong. And we recently gave out 58,000 US dollars uh, to help those small, medium businesses really get on a growth path. Mm -hmm. The thing that's made Hong Kong so successful is the fact that it's a free port. Um, So people like trading in and out of Hong Kong. Mm -hmm. That's why it's it's continued to be Asia's world city and why it's such a lively city, because it's essentially a free port and there are very low barriers um, in terms of trade. Other countries in the region, places like Australia, they have a very high de minimis. It's a thousand uh, Australian dollars. So that's extremely high. Um, But you go to other countries and it's quite low. And then you have to file for entry. Yes, I mean the de minimis rules in China are a bit lower and also the paperwork requirements are quite stringent. Because as well as the de minimis, which is the value above which you have to pay taxes, you then have um, other requirements, such as having to file with different agencies. So it's not just customs, it can also be quarantine, etc. So if you end up having to file hard copy paperwork with lots of agencies, then that again becomes an administrative uh, barrier. Uh, Somewhere like Singapore is very progressive in terms of allowing electronic filing and you just have to file once for submission to many different agencies. Mm. So really, that is the kind of long-term vision um, that, um, that a lot of players in the industry have, and that's one of the things that we're trying to do in terms of building capacity. And um, when I say capacity, I mean that kind of uh, cross-border capacity so that people can trade more easily.
1: It's not just about mailing things like letters anymore, is it? No, because we're mailing all sorts of commodities and you know some things require moderate refrigeration others need to be you know handled with extra special care so this is a huge another growth area for these logistic companies adding these value-added services to moving your parcels
0: yeah and another thing to mention when operating in the asia pacific market it involves a dozen different countries and they all have different regulations this is another area where logistic companies come into play They haven't invested to making a process that is as simple as possible while adding new services that are personalised for the customer.
2: One of the things that uh, we're seeing is a notable growth area and really it's an expression of the change in demographics is the growth in healthcare. Um, So for example we are very focused right now on developing solutions for the healthcare business. And what we often see is that the healthcare industry might, for example, need specific packaging. So we've introduced what we call one-stop solution in China, whereby we can gel pack um, or have temperature control packaging so that somebody in China can ship out to the rest of the world and be confident that that uh, shipment is going to stay within the required temperature range. The packaging, you can have packaging that Uh, can keep uh, the temperature as an ambient temperature, it can keep it say between minus two and minus eight degrees. And um, if you marry up that packaging with FedEx's um, international priority service, then that packaging in that time frame can keep the package cool and you can have confidence that it's going to be delivered to your consumer as you intended. But what we also do for some customers is we have the ability to monitor their shipments and if we see that it could go on a te- what we call a temperature excursion, then we have the opportunity to intervene repack and then send it on its way again Um, so for those very very sensitive shipments we have various tiers of service delivery we can provide really it's about in terms of people and encouraging growth in the region it's about um, saying to people you know look at what you can do locally so we have a great global business um, but what are some of the local requirements so a great example of that is Recently in Hong Kong, the team uh, introduced um, a WhatsApp solution such that they would WhatsApp customers before they deliver to them at their residential address. And people could then respond as to whether they wanted it delivered at home or held at the station. So the team's come up with some great innovative local solutions to deal with things like this. Um, In China, we recently um, basically loaded FedEx's uh, app onto WeChat. So again, localizing, thinking about how we can bring the FedEx uh, solution, but bring it in a way that is very localized and innovative and relevant to that market. FedEx has a great history in terms of its brand and and being recognised as somebody that can be depended on to deliver as promised and reliably and we do that through our people. More and more it's becoming about what your people can deliver and how your people deliver the service, that's becoming important, that personal touch. We always encourage competition, we thrive on competition Um, and uh, I think competition is good for the consumer because it really forces us all to keep moving forward, to look for new options, new products, new ways of delivering solutions. So at FedEx we're very focused on how can we solve our customers' problems and that's really been my mantra since I've come into this position is how can we not just bring a product to market but really solve a customer's problems. So competition keeps us on our toes and uh, we need to just continuously be changing with the times and, and moving forward.
0: As Karen said, adapting to the latest trends and constantly innovating is the way to success. With this we end a very interesting episode with Karen Reddington, President of Asia Pacific for FedEx Express. Please tune in again next week for another interesting conversation on Biz Leader. Listen to us on iTunes, Shimalaya, or Stitcher if you use Android. For more information, check out bizleaderpodcast.com or find us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash bizleaderpodcast.
1: See you next week on Biz Leader.